Hello everyone, good evening and welcome to episode 32 of Chalk Talk here on Microbrew Radio. I hope you've all had a good week, besides the weather obviously getting really cold. Tonight I'm joined by Australian pool player Nick Pilot. How are you doing Nick? Pretty good buddy, thanks for the call, thanks oh, for the any, invite. Anytime, I appreciate you being up at the your time you're up. I, I, said, uh, I said tonight but it's actually a bit morning time where you are, isn't it? Yeah, quarter to five in the morning at the moment so... Some commitment that is, Nick. <laughs> oh, it's, it's all happening. Love it. Absolutely love it. Um, well, I'm glad you're good. Thank you for being with us. If you are listening to the show tonight, please remember that this was pre-recorded the night before. So please, no questions as they will not be answered. They will fall on deaf ears. So we'll get started, Nick. And we'll, um, well, first of all, we'll get into how you started playing pool. Well, I, I started um, uh, socially, really. I never went through any junior programs. I started as an adult. Just uh, up the local pub, drinking cheap but cheap beer, karaoke night, free pool, all the good stuff, that's and it. that's sort of uh, how I developed an interest. And uh, a friend of mine, um, Ash Smith, who we lost to suicide last year, he actually invited me to fill in for his B grade team at the time, and this would have been maybe 2002, 2001, something like that. So that's sort of where I got my first taste of uh, league pool. Yeah, that's quite interesting because, you know, a lot of players that I interview, they started when they were seven, eight years old and they've been on the table all this time. Um, so it's quite refreshing to hear someone that, that came in, you know, a, a bit later. And uh, I am sorry to hear about the unfortunate loss of your friend. Was he, you know, was he a good player? Could he play? Oh, look, he, he could play, but uh, not unlike me. Look, uh, I, I've had some international experience of course but um i'm not uh in my well certainly in my opinion i'm not world class level like uh, like some of the guys that um have probably been on your show uh yeah you know i've uh, play good sometimes in, in my in my opinion but uh yeah uh, he he got to his uh to represent at our nationals and things like that um so that was a that was a great moment for him that was only a couple of years back so yeah, just a, a couple of pub blokes that have done a little bit more. Yeah, listen, you might not have been at that level, Nick, but nobody else has got up at five in the morning for, for a show. So uh, you can take that title. <laughs> so, so, some might call me a lunatic. It, well, we'll see after the show, will we? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's good. Um, what's the what's the format like? Um, in your in your local leagues obviously we have we have leagues over here I, I played in a league last night where you have to have a minimum of four players and you start with a doubles and then which is scotch doubles as well and then you have eight singles and then you end with a scotch double so there's 10 frames um win lose or draw so what's the format like where you are um in the international rules leagues it's uh mostly well, it's all graded, obviously, you're in your divisions, but it's four by four. So you play, uh, each player plays four, um, four frames of singles in a night. So 16 frames of singles in, in a standard team match is how, how most of our leagues work, where our black ball leagues um, tend to be uh, handicapped. So you'll have three players in per team. You'll all play six frames each, but it's not, graded in the sense of say div one div two div three it's everyone's bunched together 
and some teams will have to give other teams start and things like that. All right, okay. So, which would you say is the more popular way? Or are the the international or the black ball? Um, I think international rules is is most popular, mainly because uh, the black ball is rel- is relatively new to uh, Australia. So the the uh, biggest associations are established in well were uh, world rules and now switched to IR. All right, okay, and. How does it work venue-wise? Is there a, is there a lot of different venues? Do you have to travel far for some games or? Look in in Brisbane, um, most of our stuff is played out of the major pool hall, which is Q Masters at uh, Milton. But um, you, when I very first started, it was we were all out of pubs, all playing. Uh, you'd have to travel different venues, etc. But um, over here, the dynamic changed. Oh, must have been about. 10 or 15 years ago where the the pubs were basically all getting bought out by the big conglomerates and getting turned into sports bar pokies and bistro type setup it's getting rid of all the pool tables um so yeah unfortunately we're all sort of stuck in the same place yeah that's no that's fair enough um what would you say is your greatest achievement within the game Greatest achievement in the game would be definitely representing Australia at the in the Black Ball World Championships. So um, my first opportunity was Bridlington in 2018. Another a great tournament. My first taste of international proper international pool, and I absolutely loved it. Uh, plus, I love the travel as well. So it's um, you know pools a great excuse, and I've made a lot of friends. Uh, abroad uh, because of it but then of course Albi uh, France last year which was no not last year year before every two years for Blackwell Worlds which was again an amazing experience I had a great tournament um, the organizer organization was next level it was it was fantastic fantastic experience yeah I've heard a lot about Albi and how good it was um, obviously we had quite a lot of players go over as well um, and I heard that, you know, they were so welcoming and the, the ceremonies were incredible and the setup and everything like that. Um, you know, how does it feel getting and, you know, you represented your country. It must feel absolutely incredible to go over to another country, put on the Australia shirt. It must be you must be so proud. Oh, look, there's there's certainly a lot of pride uh, putting on the Aussie shirt. Uh, 100 percent. It's all. Um, yeah, it's it's. It's pretty. It's pretty hard to to describe, but you you always want to go out there and try and do your best. And at the time, the last uh, tournament, I was president of the Australian Black Ball. But um, so that was also a, a pretty good kick, supporting all the the kids and all the rest of it, and getting right uh, really involved in it all. It was fantastic. Did you ever think that when you when you started playing just locally in a pub and you you know having cheap drinks and that and there's this karaoke going on? Did you ever think that one day, you know, I I'll, I could be playing for my country? Oh look, no, not at, not at that stage. Like ev- everyone wants to be, I guess. Um, once you start committing to things, everyone wants to be the best in the world and and all the rest of it. But when you actually start meeting a few of the people that are the best in the world, you you're a bit humbled and you just enjoy yeah. uh, the achievements you have had and you know the um 
Uh, look, I'm the, certainly not a professional player, and I, I couldn't see me ever being one um, based on the level on some of the the guys out there. But um, you know, uh, getting the odd win or uh, in a match against them is is always a good kick. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine. What what were your um, when you went to Albion, when you went to Bridlington? What were your what were your stats like? Can you remember? Did you have a bit of a good run over there? Yeah, sixty odd percent in the teams, which was pretty good, um, certainly for me. And in um, singles, no good. Lost one of the English lads. Oh, what's his name? Um, John Marr. I lost to him okay. in a deciding frame. He was the one of your junior development guys, oddly enough. And we did uh, my part uh, in doubles. We made quarterfinals, myself and Macwin Fernandez. That's we not bad. Called... Yeah, we were getting called the giant killers. We took out, we took some pretty good scalps. Ah, excellent. Well, that's good. That's good. Um, so obviously, Rob Chambers, who you know, he's um, obviously plays in the England setup, and he recommended you for the show. So thank you for Rob. Uh, shout out to him. Um, how great are these international events for creating relationships and friendships with new people from different countries? Oh, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's everything. Um, the, the contacts we've all made all over the place, friendships and experiences, it only brings us all closer together. Uh, if we could get away from, of course, all the politics of it all, uh, which in my opinion, is one of the biggest things that ruins the game. I think we'd all uh, be flying. Yeah, we'll uh, we'll divulge a bit more into that um, shortly. And I'm sure you've got plenty to say, but obviously, if you don't feel comfortable saying anything, you, you don't have to. Um, but yeah, I mean, go, going back to that, you know, how many how many people have you? Well, I'm just trying to gauge kind of how it's like when you go over. Say, say when you came over to Bridlington, um, you know, were you were you out drinking with other teams at night? Were you all just having a good crack, or were you staying within kind of your own your own teams? And I think it's a bit a bit of a mixture. Uh, the pub, I can't remember the pub across the road from Br- the Bridlington Spa. You know, sort of you found everyone there. Um, I, I had a couple of mates in. Uh, had a mate in England that uh, come visit me while I was there and. We're all, you know, sort of, well, we ended up with the Norway crew a few times, um, certainly the Irish ladies. Yeah, it was, all, we're just having a great time. And that, and that's the thing, you you get chatting to everyone, everyone's in there having a laugh. It's all good spirits, good humour. It's great. Yeah, amazing. Brilliant. Um, now, obviously, as you mentioned, you, you've recently resigned as the Australian Black Ball president. Um, you want to? Do you want to jump into that a little bit? Do you want to explain what's what's been cracking off? Well, uh, the, the it was more personal reasons that I jumped out of um, my committee roles. I just had too much uh, going on and I just didn't feel like I could um, contribute the way I was uh, to the association. And I, I, I really hate uh, trying to grab credit for stuff I haven't done. And I, could, I, I couldn't do the work at the time. So... Uh, the, uh, fortunately, the uh, ABIF has a, a great committee, so they were they were getting all the work done. And our next nationals is in um, South Australia, held by South Australian Black Ball. So um, 
really what I was meant to, uh, the stuff that I really should have been doing is going to be done essentially by them. So I felt it was a good time. And I, like I say, I didn't want to get credit for things that I just wasn't doing. Always going to be an advocate and uh, and help out, but I don't need to be uh, president to do that. Yeah, that's fair enough. Um, I mean, going back into the, the politics side of things now, I've, I've seen the politics of Paul from lower leagues through to the county setup over here through to international side. You know, why why do you think there is such things going on when, I mean, Paul's just a, it's not just a sport, you know, we we love it. Everyone, everyone that plays it loves it. And, you know, as you say, you build, you build friendships, relationships, you build families pretty much. Why, why does there need to be so much background politics behind a game that we all just enjoy? Oh, look, that's, and, and that's the question, isn't it? I think, um, People just want to own their own little piece of pie. They want to have control of something. Uh, they want things done their way. Uh, that's certainly been my experience. Uh, in in, in more sort of established committees, it's, it's always non-for-profit work. So these people, uh, sometimes people just get lumped with a job and don't necessarily want to or don't have the skill set to keep doing it but in the case in the in the case of my experience um over here it's it's really been the same couple of people that have, have caused the problems especially in in my opinion in blackball uh and that's here and abroad you kind of have the same over here um it always does seem to be just a couple of people but you know for some reason, all it takes is a couple of people to manage to annoy the vast majority that are involved. So, um, yeah, but unfortunately, if those particular people are in control of it, yeah. um, it's really to the detriment of the game. And that's um, these particular people is really what's led to the split in international blackball as well you know so it's uh now we've got two sets of black ball worlds and one is mainly the africa uh, the african nations and a whole bunch of aussie players that they drag over and then you've got the likes of obviously albi france tournament the fortunately abif is part of um uh, still gets invites to the nations cup Right. And uh, our next world tournament will be the uh, in Malta this year. Oh, next year, sorry. Yeah, yeah. And uh, you're, go you're going to Malta, right? I'm in the team uh, at this stage. I, ha I haven't done my final confirmation, but I can't see me missing out. Yeah, that's fair play. Do you uh, do you fancy your chances in Malta? Look, our, our team, our, the team we'll, that we'll be sending is significantly stronger than any of the teams we've sent before. So we we were our Aussie Open team uh, last year at France. We missed out by one point on finals. So hopefully we can improve on that in Malta. Yeah, our, our junior team here is um, our black ball juniors were fantastic in. In Albi, uh, we had Xavier Dora, of course, won the under-21 world singles. Uh, 
they've got finals in the also finals in teams and doubles. So they our our, our young fellas were really doing the business over there. So there's a lot a lot of strong performances going on. Uh, we just got to convert that into a little bit more silverware in the adults. Yeah, definitely. Um, now moving on, uh, you've got a bit of a, an awkward habit, Nick. Is is how I'll put it. Um, and you seem to be quite good at locking yourself out of hotel rooms um, mm. without any clothes. I can't believe I shared this one as a funny story, but it is funny. Could have, picked, could have picked anything, Nick, but uh, we want to hear it now. So, oh look, it, 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 the first the first time it happened overseas would have had to have been. It was 2019 in Cyprus, and uh, I'd been out. I got to the resort, the Adams Beach Hotel. I'm pretty sure it was at Ayanapa. Got there a couple of days early, and which which is the lucky part of the story, because uh, uh, caught up with a mate of mine, Jake McCartney. You guys would you'd know mm-hmm. over there uh, plays the Ultimate Pool and all the rest of it. And we went out on a bit of a bender and all the rest of it, which was great. But then I get back to the hotel room. Because it's, um, you know, I was in my own room, so sleeping naked and the rest of it. Wake up in the middle of the night, still drunk, uh, trying to find the toilet, can't find the light switch. So I'm doing the old patting around the walls type scenario. Eventually, what I, I found what I believe was the toilet. And then on my way back to bed, I'm um, patting around. And I'm up, because it was dark, I must have still had my eyes closed. And I've uh, come in, I found a door. I've walked out it. I've heard a click after me, and then the panic set in. And sure enough, I was standing in the the middle of the uh, hallway on on my level. Certainly sobered up pretty quick. Then I um had had to wander around trying to find a a phone or something to because and this is the lucky part because the majority of the people hadn't arrived yet. Look, I, I really didn't get caught out so i had to walk go down the lift naked walking <laughs> through the lot to the main lobby and i found a phone as i'm walking down and uh i call the main reception and i said oh look you know i'm stuck outside of my room naked i need someone to come let me in and they said oh yeah that's fine just come down to reception desk and we'll give you another <laughs> key and i said look look i think don't think you understand I'm literally sitting here holding my business because I am naked in the middle of your hotel. And then they they sent a a security guard up and he got, he got with it. As soon as he put ladies eyes on me, he's just, just pissing himself laughing. And I don't blame him. I went, yes, yes, mate. Come let me in. So that was, but luckily, as I said, I, I didn't get spotted, didn't get spotted by any of the pool people, thankfully. But then, of course, repeat of that in Catalonia. wasn't so bad. It was on, on my own balcony, though. So that wasn't so bad. Oh, dear. Well, yeah, hopefully, um, you know, hopefully you can put an end to that. Uh, oh, dear. Um, right. So a bit of a, a fun segment for the show, Nick. Something uh, one of my guests actually came up with this idea when he came on the show. Uh, so shout out to Keith Rudin um, for this. But we have a bit of a uh, quick fire round where we, I'll give you like a one-line question and you just answer it as quickly and as honestly as you can. Um, yeah. 
And, you know, it's just a bunch of questions. And we'll start right now. And the mm-hmm. first question is, who's the best one-frame player you've ever played with? Mikkel. Okay. Best Q action? Oh. Oh, yeah. These are these can be a bit of a mind-bender. Best Q action? Oh, look. Why is that one so hard? Of people I've seen or people I've played... Oh, seen. Obviously, I like watching Ronnie on the television, but played. I actually like our uh, Xavier Dore over here. He's um, the, that won that uh, Black Ball Junior World Title under well, under 21, under 18 World Title in Albi. He's got a great Q action. Okay, good. Um, if you had, if there was one ball for your team that needed Potter to win a championship, who would you pick? On my team, well, I'd pick myself on my own team. <laughs> That's the issue. Listen, it's your show. You can do what you want. <laughs> <laughs> um, best safety game. Best safety game. Ooh. Resty soul, Steve Lee's over here. He was um, he was a great safety player. Uh, he was one of the blokes I learnt off a fair bit over here passed away a few years ago but he had a great safety game okay brilliant the most competitive player it would have been my late friend ash smith he uh he felt every blow on the pool table he was uh, as as competitive as they come fair enough um the worst loser probably also ash smith the worst loser Okay, um, the best breaker. Oh, my little buddy Macquin Fernandez. For for a um a shorter gentleman, he can really rip through them. So I'm going to throw it to Macquin. Brilliant. Okay, luckiest player you've ever played with. Brett Broderick. No question. He's uh he plays um he's played at national level here. Uh, he mainly plays the international rules, but yeah, he's definitely the luckiest I've seen. Good. The hardest to beat that you've ever played against? Mikkel. There, okay. Um, the best drunk player? Oh, Wayne Richardson. One of my, he's he's a long, uh, he wouldn't be well known uh, over there, obviously, but um, he's a, another solid nationals level player here. And I actually think he gets better drunk. There is some people are unbelievable after a few, like when they've had one too many. It's uh, it's quite scary. Um, oh, a couple more then. On, sorry. No, 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 I was just, I was just about to say he's just, he's just one of those. He just, you know, he stayed true to how he started. He started in the pubs and all the rest of it, and he just loves to have a drink while he plays. And yeah. Brilliant, brilliant. Okay, so um, the best doubler. Best doubler. Probably Rusty Wheeler. From memory, Rusty Wheeler. Yeah. Okay, and the best down the rails. Best down the rails. Hmm. Be easy to throw that one to Mick, but I'll give that one to Justin Sayich. He he doesn't mind a good rail ball. Okay, and the last one for you. Who's the best roommate you've ever had? 
best roommate. Hmm. <laughs> best roommate. I like to stay alone because most people <laughs> torture me. That's not uh, thinking uh, you know, you mate Big D Darren Janitz over in WA. Okay, brilliant. Do you not think if you stayed with someone more often, you're less likely to get locked out naked? It's possible, but there's always going to be a witness. Yeah, that. well, listen, everyone knows now. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, brilliant. That was the quickfire round. Thank you for participating. It can be, it can be mind, it can be mind playing for most people, let alone people that have woke up at 5am. So, um, you know, thank you. Another bit of fun now. So every week with my guests, I do, I give them the opportunity to pick their five-a-side team, right? So it's a team that includes the guests, so you will be included. You will be number one of this five-star team. Um, and it needs to be players that you've played with, like team-wise, you know, not just... Team-wise, yep. Yep. So you've got four players to pick to go along with yourself, and I'd like reasons for as to why you've picked them. And I'll let you go. All right. Well, first one I would choose would be uh, Macklin Fernandez because we're great mates and um, we're doubles partners and that sort of stuff. So got to take him no matter what. He's a fantastic player himself. Um, I'd take Rusty Wheeler. The first ever proper A-grade team I played on was with Rusty. So he certainly had some great achievements. Um because I'm going with the boys, I'm taking uh, one of my old friends that doesn't play anymore, uh, Rocky Hooney. His um, his son, Justice Hooney, is a professional Australian heavyweight champion boxer. Uh, just fought in Mexico, so he doesn't play pool because he's supporting his son now. And then I would probably take, because we're on the, I'm, I'm having a, a competitive but fun team, I'm taking Wayne Richardson as well. Okay, brilliant. No. Excellent stuff. So, I mean, we, we're coming we're coming close to the to the end of the show now. Um, what's you know what's next for yourself? What uh, you know what do you want to achieve next in pool? Oh look, I I've I come I've come to the realization that um, and this is just in the past six months that getting back to what I want from the game and what I actually enjoy from it. It's I never got into um, as we sort of touched on before, I never got into the game uh, with the aspirations of like uh, being a world champion and all that sort of stuff. Obviously, that's the dream if you got good enough, but it's it's more just being around people you like, having a bit of fun, having a laugh, you know, and and trying to play some good pool along the way. I think uh, a lot of people forget that. Look, there's only very, very, very few people uh, in this world that make a proper living from this game. Uh, I think a, a lot of people don't like that idea, but it, it's true. So realistically, we're the majority of us are hobby players, and I think that gets lost. It gets lost in all the pretending uh, it's something more than it's that's not, and People are, are trying to, when you're trying to just have fun, it gets um, it gets lost because people are just expecting more from it than it, will, than it will ever deliver. So for me, it's getting back to just having fun. 
yeah, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. I am I am unfortunately one of those people that I uh, take my pool very seriously. Um, and although I know I'm I'm not near that level of of professionalism, um, I always just because I, you know when you know what you can do on the table. So when you don't do it, it's uh, yeah, it's it's frustrating. But oh yeah, look, I, I, you'd never begrudge a person for that. Obviously, everyone, all of us want to do the best we can, uh, and that's great. And and certainly. If, if you lose your your competitive side, then you may as well not travel to the the big tournaments and and all that sort of thing. But I think um, you know, I think there's got to be a, a degree of a, just accepting the reality of the situation and and really just trying to go out there and do your best, but have fun doing it. Don't try and push anyone else down. Of course, of course, great words. Um, so. One more question. It's not really pool related either, Nick. Um, what's it like living in Australia? Because, you know, a lot of people say it's all it's all spiders and snakes and all things nasty. You know, what what's uh, what's it like down under? Oh, look, uh, Australia is a, a fantastic place to live uh, in regards to the wildlife. Sure, if you go looking for it, you'll find it. But if um, but in your main, you know, where everyone the majority of people live and things like that, you're, you're not in too much danger of snakes and spiders and crocodiles and all the rest of it. But um, Australia cer- certainly is a, a beautiful country. We've got, we've got a lot here, but um, yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't see myself living anywhere else, but I certainly love getting overseas for, I, I, lo- I love Europe. Um, I love the travel, love the history all the rest of it but um you know if you want warmer warmer climate good and good working conditions australia is definitely one to have a look at that's for sure yeah well, it got me a bit jealous because i i just been informed not long ago by my dad that it's going to be uh, like one degree tomorrow so you know for somebody that wears yeah. shorts all year and I'm, I'm a bit like God. well it's it's what is it? Quarter past five in the morning here, and it's 19 degrees. Oh uh, yeah, thanks for that, Nick. Uh, on that note, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, so we, we're coming towards the end of the show, mate. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping things up. I just want to give you the opportunity to say any shout outs that you may have to um, to anybody that may listen to this, or you know anybody that's been your inspiration towards Paul, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Oh, look, I'd definitely like to um, do a shout out to Rob um, Chambers and uh, all the other, uh, Annette Grigg and all the other committee members on the International Black Ball Federation. Um, the work they're trying to do uh, to get rid of, uh, I guess, to keep pushing through creating great tournaments in lieu of all the Black Ball International drama. So it, it certainly takes its toll on people um, doing what seems to be unnecessary work, certainly for little reward, just for the good of the players to, to offer fair and quality tournaments. So massive shout out to all those guys. And again, a shout out to all the uh, current committee members for the Australian Black Ball International Federation here. Uh, certainly they're dealing with the same problems in in australia that we have been for some time so i do if they're listening you know you're doing a great job and keep up the good work 
Brilliant. Thank you for that, Nick. And uh, everyone, that was Nick Pilot. Absolutely excellent, mate. I'll, uh, I'll let you have a breather for a minute while I close out the show and then we'll have another chat, OK? Good on you, mate. Um, just a couple of shout outs to myself as I close out the show. I hope you've all enjoyed it. Um, Nick's been a great guest, massive commitment coming on at the time he has um, from Australia. So thank you again, Nick. Um, shout outs to my two sponsors, obviously Tawam, the guys in Finland. Please check out their website, check out their chalk if you've not converted yet from your triangle chalk to, to Tawam. It's, it's class stuff. Um, it speaks for itself. And obviously, my other sponsors, Potters, uh, great guys. Still got lots of bundles on the go with their pool cues from Potters Cues. So please check out Potters Cues online and on Facebook, Instagram. Give them a check. Great prices, great cues. Um, I got one myself about three weeks ago, and it's it's class. I've not got on with a cue so well in, in years, and I truly mean it. You know, I play a lot of pool, so uh, absolutely fair play to them. Please go and check it out. And also, they've got a competition on this Sunday, um, Black Ball competition, I believe it is. They're looking for 64 entrants. They've still got a few spaces left. It's £15 per entry. It's the morning start, and that's this Sunday, the 25th of November. So please contact Vinnie Loden if you'd like to be involved. For now, from myself, it's good night. Have a great weekend. We'll speak to you next week. And from Nick, I'm sure he'll love to say goodbye to you all. Uh, thanks, everyone, for listening, and uh, cheers, Dave, and Chalk Talk. Excellent. Cheers, buddy. Have a good night, guys. This show is part of Microbrew Radio, Burton on Trent's community radio station. You can hear this and plenty of other shows over on microbrewradio.com. Find our app on the iOS or Android stores, or just say, Alexa, play Microbrew Radio. And if you like what you hear, please let us know on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. Thanks. <laughs>